Welcome to the Live Your Purpose podcast. This show is created to help overwhelmed moms rediscover peace and purpose in their everyday lives. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. In the last episode, I shared that when we're doing the works of the Lord, that it's supposed to feel easy and effortless and like everything's just falling into place. But in reality, when we're doing the works of the Lord, it often seems clunky and like there's just too many bumps in the road and like you're just up against so many trials that are keeping you from accomplishing the works you're supposed to do. And what's kind of funny is that after launching this podcast and being so excited and pouring so much of my heart into sharing what the Lord was speaking to me, I should have known I had it coming. Like I literally just talked about this and I should have known. I should have known that it was coming. I should have known that when I felt the most on top of the world in the name of Jesus, I should have known that Satan was going to hit me where I'm most vulnerable. And I should have known that it was coming, but I just felt so excited and so unstoppable. Like I prayed for us in the last episode that even the forces of hell cannot stop us from living our purpose, but that we would throw off whatever hinders and run with perseverance, keeping our eyes focused on Jesus. And what's kind of interesting is that I had already planned on talking about this topic we're going to talk about today, finding the joy in trials. But between the last episode and this current episode, I have been going through a trial, which if you look back at the recorded dates and launch dates. That's why there's such a big gap, a bigger gap than what I planned on, um, just because of this trial that I'm going through. And so I contemplated changing subjects until I could talk about this without being so emotionally connected. But then I realized that that goes against a huge part of why I wanted to do this podcast. And it's to help others who are struggling with any area of their life to know that they're not alone. So this week, I'm talking completely from my heart, and please know that this is really hard for me to share because I've never really told anyone a lot of this stuff before, but I mean, we're friends, right? So this is a safe place. So here we go. Okay, so after being so on fire for Jesus when recording the last episode, Satan completely brought me back down in a way that he always does. One of my biggest struggles in life has been my eating habits. For years, I've struggled with disordered eating and excessive food restriction and binging, fluctuating weight, emotional eating, extreme exercise and diets, you name it, I've probably suffered through it. And this is an area where I feel like I'm never good enough. I'll never be good enough, but I'm always striving to be. And I try so hard to feel in control and... And I really can be in control, like extreme control for certain periods of time. And then I absolutely lose that control and start this really, really dark circle of depression, self-bullying, like feeling worthless and feeling like I'll never be good enough and being really insecure. And during this really dark cycle, I completely lose sight of who I am in Christ And I instead begin believing that little voice inside my head that tells me really mean things about myself. And somehow I start believing this voice every time. It's nothing new ever. It's always the same every single time. But I believe it every time. And it's just, it's picking off the scab of the wound that's been trying to heal for years. But I bleed every time because I'm not letting this 
wound heal. I'm not letting the Lord heal this wound. I just keep believing what this voice is saying like it's a broken record and agreeing with it as though I've been brainwashed and can't think outside of these really mean things that are going through my mind. And it just, it ruins my day. It ruins my confidence. It's trying to stop me from sharing the goodness of God by feeling like I don't deserve anything good in life. It's completely a lie. It's completely untrue. And it's a huge trial that I just, I know I need to persevere through. And I know that, like I've told you, I need to lay it at the feet of Jesus and walk away. So even as I'm saying this, it's like a therapy session where I'm internally but verbally processing what I know is true and what I know I should do, but I don't, I don't do it. I go through these trials and I feel defeated and oppressed by this dark circle that for me just recurs too often. So what I want to talk to you today is whatever your trial may be, however you feel like Satan is trying to stop you from finding joy, from living a a happy life, from seeing the light in a dark situation, from doing whatever works the Lord wants you to do. Today, we need to talk about finding joy in these trials. So as I'm saying all of this to you, know that I'm really saying it to myself because I'm just continuing to self-process and hope that you're listening and that some of this will resonate with you and encourage you and be helpful so that we can both see how God can use these trials that we go through and how we can actually find joy and victory rather than self-defeat and oppression. Trials can feel like every step is a struggle. Or, like I said, they can feel like a circle where we feel like we are on top of the world and then we somehow take a swan dive to the bottom of the valley of death and struggle to get back on top. But this is a verse that I'm trying to remind myself of right now during this trial, and I am just clinging to it to give me hope and understanding. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The Lord allows trials so that we can grow as people and grow stronger in Him. It's like when we challenge our children with something they can't do yet so that someday they develop the ability to overcome it and grow in their development. This is kind of a silly example, but I teach three-year-olds, and one of the ways I'm challenging their fine motor skills is by giving them crafts where they have to use scissors. There are a few kids who take the challenge head-on and are determined to cut perfectly, but others will get really discouraged and want to give up within minutes of me passing out whatever the activity is that day. That's why I have to keep giving them these projects and help them develop their fine motor skills and coordination because they need those abilities later in life. So God allows trials in our lives to help develop us for what's coming next. God knows where he's trying to get us at the end of our lives. And in order to get there, we have to learn to persevere through these trials, relying and focusing on him. Perseverance isn't fun. Generally, when you have to persevere through something, it feels like there are a lot of forces that feel like they're just against you and you've got to break through and just keep going. 
that's what perseverance is. Perseverance is not the wind being at your back and gently pushing you along the way. Perseverance is running into the wind where you feel like you're facing a wall that isn't going anywhere. But God allows trials to test your faith to develop perseverance. So think of it this way. In several places throughout the Bible, our lives are compared to a race. Now, I'm a runner, and I've just been accepted to run in the Boston Marathon, which means that I'm entering marathon training, which is time-consuming anyway, but especially as a mom. So add that to, you know, some of the trials that I'm going through. So I know there's a lot of trials coming in my training. And when I look ahead at my training plan, towards the end of the plan, it has me running up to 22 miles. And in the past, when I have trained for a marathon, I have gone into that 22-mile run hoping that I can run that far because let's be honest, I am nowhere near a professional athlete. And so there's always just a little element of fear and doubt of whether or not I can do it. So I hope I can run that far. But in reality, I have the faith that I can because at that point in my training, I've already pushed through 18 miles through 20 miles. And now 22 miles is just the next step. It's just the next step in my marathon training or else it wouldn't have said to run 22 miles if I hadn't already run 16, 18, 20. So I've already persevered and gotten so close to 22 miles and 22 miles feels like a trial. Like never while I have been training or actually running a marathon does 22 miles feel easy because it's not, it's definitely a trial. And it makes crossing the finish line even sweeter, knowing that you have persevered through so many trials to get to the finish line. And so God allows trials to test your perseverance, to see how strong you are, to grow you as a person, to grow your character, and to see if you can make it past this obstacle in order to keep going on the journey that he has planned out for your life. He wants to help prepare us for what he has planned so that we are fully prepared to do his works. But if we give up, if we give in, if we believe the lies of the enemy, which I am so guilty of doing way too often, God is still right there and he wants to help carry us through until we are strong enough to try again. God knows what we're going through. He wants to be there to help pick us up. He wants to help carry us. We are not alone in this. My trial, your trial, does not have to separate us from God like Satan has tried to do. God is right there with us. But y'all, so is Satan. And if we believe Satan's lies and if we fall into his trap of deceit, then this separation can cause sin and the sin will cause death. For the wages of sin is death. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. But instead, we can choose to trust that God has a plan for this trial and he will make good of it. We can choose to use this trial as a way to get closer to God. We can see it as building perseverance so that we're being prepared for the next step in the journey of our lives. We have to push through this first. We have to rely on God. We have to focus on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith so that we can move past this and he will help carry us through it. But we have to learn to see the joy so that we don't believe the lies of Satan. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything.
here are a couple other verses that are helping me through right now. Romans 5, 3 through 6 says, We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Trials develop endurance. Endurance develops character. Character strengthens confident hope of salvation, which I love. That's so encouraging. The confident hope of salvation. And speaking of confident hope, Romans 12, 12 says, rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. And for me, it's hard to feel a confident hope when I'm going through a trial. It's just, it's hard to feel hope. It's hard to feel confident sometimes in anything, but this is when we need Jesus the most. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. So next time I encounter a trial, Even if it's the same one that I've struggled through a million times, rather than falling into my emotional trap of discouragement and self-bullying set up by the devil, I am going to do these three things. Rejoice, trust, persevere. So number one, rejoice. Always rejoicing is the hardest part of these three for me. Rejoice in the Lord always. You probably know that song from Bible school, but it's not just a feel-good song. It's actually from Philippians 4.4. And then two verses later, Philippians tell us, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So for me, I am going to rejoice in the trial because I know that God is trying to build me up, not tear me down. And that he's got a good thing coming if I can just push through. So the example that I think of with this, and again, going back to marathon training. When I ran my very first marathon, it was the New York City Marathon. And it was my first time in New York City. So I was so excited. First time in New York, first marathon, so excited. And the first mile is over a bridge where you get to see the most incredible skyline of New York City. And so I was so excited to see this skyline, knowing that I was running the New York City Marathon, like a race that people don't always get the chance to run. And I was just so excited. I was just on such a high and I stepped wrong on a manhole cover. And in that moment, I knew it hurt, but I was just so excited that in my mind, I was like, that's going to hurt later. And I just kept running. So that was within the first mile. By mile 16, I, I wanted to stop and I had 10 miles left. So I was over halfway through. I only had 10 miles left, which is a very long time, especially when you think you're running on a broken foot. And by mile 16, I was pretty convinced that I had broken my foot in that first mile or that all of the steps I had taken between mile one and mile 16, that I had broken my foot. Like I thought I had just done myself in, but I still had 10 miles left of the New York City Marathon. This, you know, I thought this may be the only marathon that I ever run. I'm not going to give up now. I was doing it for a charity. And so my goal in that was like my mantra was to run for the people who can't. 
well, I was dang near not able to run, but I knew that I could keep going. I needed to persevere and I needed to see that finish line because I was running for the people who couldn't. I was running for people with disabilities who no longer could walk, who no longer could see. I was running for these people and I had a passion and a purpose that went deeper than myself and my pride and my physical comfort. And so I had to choose in that moment. I could cry, I could quit, which is what I so badly wanted to do, or I could rejoice in the situation and say, yeah, this sucks right now, but this purpose is bigger than me. This mission is bigger than me. This plan, this journey, this race is bigger than me. I am a small part of this because I helped raise some money, but in the grand scheme of things, everything was bigger than me. The race was bigger than me. The purpose of me running was bigger than me. I could not lose focus of that. And my goodness, I truly had to pray my way through that. And I had to keep reminding myself, run for those who can't, keep going, experience a joy at the finish line. Just get there. It doesn't matter how you get there. Just get there. Don't stop rejoice. Rejoice in this opportunity. Rejoice in the fact that you are running when other people can't. Rejoice in the fact that you raised money to get here. Rejoice in the fact that the Lord has given you this opportunity. Rejoice in this trial. And that's what I had to do. That's how I need to approach every trial, especially the emotional trials, because sometimes when the trials affect our emotions, it feels like we will never get over it. But I need to go in rejoicing in the fact that the Lord is building me in this way and that he is preparing me for something bigger, for something better, for something bigger than myself and that I am just a small part of that and that this trial is an even smaller part and I just need to rejoice in it. But that means that you have to trust. You have to trust that you will get to see the finish line of God's purpose, that there is truly a finish line. Because let's be honest, had I been doing a training run or had I been just running on my own for fun, if I thought that I would have broken my foot in the first mile, I wouldn't have gotten to mile 16. Trust me. But I had to just trust that there actually was a finish line, that there was a purpose for this, that it was going to end, that God was going to make something greater out of this than I could possibly imagine. And I just had to have the confident hope, like the Bible tells us, I love that clause, the confident hope that God was going to make good of this. And that's how we need to face every trial, that while we may not see the purpose right now, we may never see the purpose of this trial on this side of eternity. We may never know why we face certain trials. I may never know why I struggle with eating and struggle with self-confidence, but I do know and I trust the fact that God will make good of this. I may never know why something happens, but I know that God will make good of it. I trust that God will make good of it and that it is part of his overall plan, if not for me, for someone else. Just like the race, the race wasn't for me. It was a purpose greater than myself. It was raising money for a charity. And I just had to trust that I could persevere through my pain, through my trial and make it to the finish line. Y'all, I know that some of you are saying that your trial is that you've lost a loved one. And that makes me feel like my trial is so insignificant compared to yours. So let me just speak this confident hope into your heart right now. We may never know why 
people die suddenly or quickly or tragically. We may never know on this side of eternity. In fact, I don't think we will know because in our minds, it does not make sense. We don't understand how tragedies can happen to people who are so undeserving of something so tragic happening to them. But we have to trust that God is good and that God can make good of this. My favorite clause out of the entire Bible is, but even if he does not, he is still good. For right now, I just ask that you have the confident hope and trust that God is good and that he will make good of this. Even if you don't get to see it on this side of eternity, that he will make good of this. But he needs your obedience because he created you for a purpose. And if you are experiencing this trial, you have a purpose that's greater than this. And you need to persevere through this in order to get to the finish line of the purpose of your life. Had I not persevered through the pain that I felt all 26 miles, I would have never experienced the joy at the finish line. As I ran across the finish line, I thought back to the verse, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and this sin that so easily entangles and run with perseverance, keeping our eyes focused on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. I knew I had to throw off the pain that I was encountering. I knew I had to throw off that trial in order to reach the finish line. I had to throw it off and I had to run. I had to keep running. I could not stop. I could not stop because I knew the purpose of going through that pain was so much greater than myself. It was so much greater than my life. I knew that God was going to make good of it. And I needed to throw off and run. And let me tell you, I had to keep my eyes focused on Jesus because otherwise I don't know that I could have made it because I was in such pain with every step that had it not been for repeating that verse to myself and telling myself to run by faith and to run for those who can't, I don't know that I could have made it. I had to persevere and I had to trust and then I rejoiced at the finish line and it was the best feeling in the world, crossing over that finish line, knowing that God truly carried me through that trial. And so that's what my prayer is for you. My prayer is that no matter what your trial is, and there are really, really tough trials, but no matter what it is, find the joy and trust that the Lord is developing your perseverance so that you can be mature and complete and not lacking anything when it comes to fulfilling your purpose. And remember, God needs your obedience in order for your purpose to be accomplished in life. So rejoice, trust, and persevere. I just want to pray over you for a second. Jesus, thank you so much for today and for the sweet listeners who have opened their minds and their hearts to what you have to say to them. And Lord, I pray that I am a good enough vessel for them to hear your words, your goodness, and your truth, and how it applies for their lives. And Lord, I just pray that whatever trial they are going through or they're about to go through, 
that Lord, that they will trust in you, that they will persevere and that they will find the joy and Lord, help them to just trust that you will make good of this trial. Whatever this trial is, I pray that you will give them peace and the blessed assurance that you will make good of this. And that even though they may not be able to see it, even though they may not be able to see the finish line or the purpose on this side of eternity of why they are going through this trial, Lord, I just pray that they will at least see you and that they can at least keep their eyes focused on you and that they don't feel like they're drowning in their situation and in their trial, but that they look to you, that they cling to you, that they rejoice in you, they trust in you, and because of that, that they are able to persevere and run with endurance. And Lord, I just lift them up to you and keep them out of the reach of Satan so that they know that you are with them and that they do not fall into the traps that Satan has set for them to keep them from living their purpose and finding the joy that you have provided for their lives. Lord, please help them carry this confident hope with them, even if they're not going through a trial right now, but especially if they are, to just trust in you and to trust that you have a plan for this and help them to find the joy in the trials. We thank you so much for everything that you've done. We thank you for what you are doing, even if we cannot see it. And we love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Friends, thank you so much for your time today. I feel like I tried to cram a really, really big and tough subject into a small time frame, but I'm really excited to expand on the different aspects of this in the future. And if you need to talk to someone, if you need to tell someone about the trial that you're going through. I am always here and want to hear from you. You are welcome to email me at Kristen at KristenLee.tv, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-L-E-I-G-H dot TV. I would love to hear from you because it would be my joy to pray specifically for you. So please let me know how I can pray for you and whatever trial you're going through if you'd like to share it. And if you enjoyed today's show, you can get the show notes at kristenlee.tv. And in order to get this podcast easily found by other overwhelmed moms, I would really appreciate it if you took a quick second to rate this podcast in iTunes. This is really huge for me in terms of helping other women know that they are not alone and encouraging them to live their purpose and to find joy in the trials. And if you want to catch the next episode, please be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes so it downloads right to your phone. Until next week, just know that you're loved, you're not alone, and only you can live your purpose. Mm -hmm.